Hey there, it's Susan Pierce Thompson, and welcome to the weekly vlog. So this week I want to talk about a really helpful tool that I just went back to using in my Brightline Eating program, and it's committing your food. Committing your food. So what I mean by that is um, uh, writing down my food and then committing to someone, hey, this is exactly what I'm going to eat tomorrow. Um, so this tool, first of all, I'm shocked. I've never shot a vlog on this before, but I haven't. This tool is one of the core set of behaviors that I would call in the 80 of the 80-20 principle. So um, you might know Pareto's principle, the 80-20 rule, which loosely says that in general in life, 80% of the results are achieved by just 20% of the behaviors. There's other ways to phrase it, but that's the general idea. And in Brightline Eating, it's no different. The Brightline Eating transformation of, um, you know, feeling free and neutral with your food and living in a bright body and feeling great about the body that you live in and being healthy and happy and free from food addiction. That whole transformation, that promise is mostly carried by a core subset of behaviors that include the four bright lines, no sugar, no flour, eating meals, not grazing or snacking, bounding your quantities, writing down your food the night before, committing it to somebody. Um, those are the basic things that create the bright line eating transformation. And what I found for myself is I committed my food diligently when I first started doing this, um, you know, back in May of 2003. I committed my food every morning. I was um, in a 12-step food addiction program and I committed my food to a sponsor every day. And what that looked like was I told them exactly what I was gonna eat. So I had my food written down in a little journal and I would get on the phone and I would say, this morning for breakfast, I'm gonna eat eight ounces of this and one ounce of that and six ounces of this. And for lunch, I'm gonna have four ounces of this and six ounces of that. and one piece of this and for dinner I'm going to have, and that's what I would do. And they would listen to the food and they would go, okay, sounds good. And then the next day they'd go, did you eat what you committed to eat? And I would say, yes, I did. And here's what I'm going to eat for today. So that's the basics of committing your food. Now you can commit it one-on-one -on -one to another person over the phone. You could commit it one-on-one -on -one to another person by text. You could commit it to a group by text. You could use other communication apps to commit it. You could commit it in one of the Brightline Eating um, online support groups. You could get on your knees and read it out loud to God if you believe in God and that's part of your practice or whatever. You could say, okay, God, this is what I'm going to eat and I commit to eating only in exactly that. Um, so there's lots of different ways to commit it. Now, I personally recommend committing it to one person. And the reason I recommend that is, first of all, it's what's worked best for me over the years. And second of all, there's something about being held in a container of commitment by another single human being. You'd think more people would be better, but actually in psychology, it creates what's called the bystander effect, which is that the more distributed... Um, 
the situation like uh, no one really takes responsibility essentially lots of people are like well someone else probably heard that commitment or is following up or whatever and no one person kind of holds the commitment uh, as fully as when you just commit it to one person now when you commit your food to one person it's really important to notice are you actually feeling held in that commitment and you'll know because you only eat exactly what you committed. And if you're committing your food in any way and then deviating, change it. Don't, do not continue on with a method of commitment that you don't feel accountable to. It's actually detrimental to continue a practice of commitment that you then break, right? It's like basically setting yourself up to lie, essentially, <laughs> over and over again. You don't want to do that. So um, the I hate this saying because it's uh, NMF, but the proof is in the pudding, right? Um, if you commit your food, it, it's only an effective commitment if you end up eating only in exactly that. And if you have a pattern of breaking it, then uh, stop committing your food in that way would be my suggestion, my opinion. Um, so. Why did I go back to committing my food? Well, a couple things changed recently. One is that um, restaurants opened back up in my area and we had company last week and I ate out like six times and I just felt that, um, I don't know, restaurant food is a little wonkier and heavier and um, I wanted to get back to um, just a much more structured at home uh, plan for this week. And I'm also exercising a lot and I know that that drives my brain to want me to eat more food because I'm exercising a lot. And um, I wanted to be like really held in a, in a, you know, my food, my food's been clean now for, I don't know, it's been something like 10 months since the last time I broke. And I just wanted to be like, you know, super on point. So I went back to writing down my food. Now here's some considerations around committing your food, you may have figured out already that in order to commit your food in some kind of way, you actually have to be writing down your food in advance. And I know that a lot of people get stuck there. They're like, that doesn't really work for me. I feel like it, it, it feels, um, challenging and, uh, like, a horrible pressure that I don't really want to try to decide in advance what I'm going to eat. And I would propose to you, that's exactly what you might need to fight through because that I just want to let the day flow as it flows. And I just want to decide in the moment what I feel like eating is often exactly what gets us into trouble. It's what gets me into trouble. Um, what do I feel like eating is not the most helpful question to guide my food life by. What do I feel like eating? Yeah, that's not exactly the point, right? So by deciding in advance what you're going to eat, you're utilizing an entirely different part of the brain. Now you're using prefrontal cortex. You're using executive decision making. Now you're thinking about your food in terms of your goals and in terms of your identity and in terms of what needs to be eaten up in the fridge and not in terms of Im immediate instant gratification, pleasure, entertainment, um, yeah, what, what would feel best, what's easiest and most convenient, right? So can you see how committing in advance really is an entirely different executive um, task than uh, in the moment deciding what you're gonna eat right then? 
So I think that's one of the best things about committing food is it forces us to decide in advance what we're going to eat. Now, here's a little anecdote for you. I was talking about the practice of committing food recently um, for the Brightline Grit course because I actually had a little module on committing food in that course, Brightline Grit. And I ended up on a meeting with all of the Brightline Eating coaches. So there were seven or eight of us on this meeting. And I threw out a question. What do you guys think about people committing their food in the morning versus the night before or writing down their food the night before versus in the morning. And almost everybody had a strong opinion that it should be the night before. Not necessarily committing it, but writing it down, that you wanna write it down the night before. And then if you have a habit of calling someone in the morning, that's fine, or calling someone right then or texting someone right then. If you wanna know what I'm doing right now is I'm writing down my food the night before, around 6 or 7 p.m. I'm writing down my food after dinner uh, and then I am texting. I'm taking a picture of it with my smartphone and I'm texting it to a commitment buddy and in Brightline Eating. And that's what I'm doing to commit my food. I used to talk on the phone in the morning with someone and read my food out loud to them. That I think is a great practice for a newcomer. So um, yeah, I think writing down food the night before is best. And Committing it, I think, could go either way, the night before or the morning of. Now, another thing that I think is important if your food is committed is that you hold yourself to the standard of checking in before you eat anything that's not on that plan, even if it's a sane choice, like, oh, you know, the asparagus is slimy. I'm not eating slimy asparagus. That's not healthy. Um, so I don't have any more asparagus. Therefore, I'm switching to broccoli, right? Even though that's a completely obvious and sane choice, anyone would agree that we don't want you eating slimy asparagus. It's time to switch your vegetable out. Um, still, if you committed asparagus, a quick text message saying, hey, the asparagus went bad. I'm eating broccoli instead. So um, keeping yourself in the pocket of that commitment that uh, I don't eat. I did that the other day. I found myself making lunch and it was kind of the lunch I always eat, but I forgot that I'd actually committed something else. I'd committed, I had some other cooked vegetables that were already cooked up in the fridge that I was supposed to be eating up. But here I was, my food, my lunch was almost ready and I was about to sit down to eat something that was perfectly bright, perfectly neutral, but it was not what I committed. And I sent a text message to her and I just said, um, I made, I made the wrong lunch without realizing it, and this is what I'm eating instead. So um, yeah, committing changes is also an implicit part of committing food. So when might you wanna commit your food? Well, definitely at the beginning of a Brightline eating journey. I recommend it um, in the 14-day challenge, in the boot camp, I recommend it in the book as a practice for sure. So when you're first starting out, it was um, maybe a year before I stopped committing my food when I first started. And then I kept writing it down the night before for an additional four years beyond that. So it was many, many, many years before I transitioned to a just make a bright meal at mealtime kind of approach. And um, the other time to do it is when you're resuming so if your program's gotten wonky and you're getting back on track, time to start writing down your food the night before and committing it again. Um, when else would it be a good idea? You know, it would be a good idea if your weight has plateaued. 
because here's what I know to be true about the brain. It drives us subtly to eat more than we think we're eating. Even with the Bright Lines and our Bright Line Eating Food Plan as our guide, we can be eating more than we think we're eating in all kinds of ways. Uh, eating out, um, heavier choices, um, just all sorts of ways of getting wonky and eating more. And for me, I notice that when I write down my food and make that decision in advance with my prefrontal cortex, not running on um, instant gratification, uh, limbic system, reptile brain sort of functionality, like really top down, calm, poised, looking through the fridge, thinking about what makes the most sense. Um, day after day after day after day doing it that way, I get dramatically different results. So if you're on a plateau and you wonder why those last few pounds aren't coming off or you're stuck at whatever weight again, um, you might want to be, if you're not writing down your food in advance and committing it, you might want to consider that. Another one is if you're exercising, especially weight training, the brain can sort of subtly drive us to eat more food when uh, we're uh, exercising. Um, if we're in a crisis situation, that's why Brightline Grit, which is a course all about keeping our lines bright through crisis. That's why committing food was a whole module in Brightline Grit. So that's when it might be a good idea to commit food. In Brightline Grit, I recommended it. There was a module on it and people's responses were overwhelmingly positive. A lot of people who'd been in and around Brightline Eating for a long time, when I looked them in the eye in this camera and said, I want you to run an experiment and really write down your food the night before and commit it every day for a week to another human being out loud on the phone, people were stunned by the results actually taking that action. And I want to end this vlog by challenging you to consider doing that. It's a challenge. Why don't you write down your food according to the Brightline Eating Food Plan, whatever food plan you're following right now, write it down the night before and commit it out loud on the phone to another human being. What I find is that the promise of Brightline Eating, this way of living where we're in our bright body, the weight is coming off and or we're maintaining right where we know we need to be in a body that's right for us. We're not thinking about food all the time. As a matter of fact, we're hardly thinking about it all, at all. We're feeling happy. Our mood is high and stable. We're really thinking about our relationships and our um, service to the world and our personal growth and our lives and our hobbies and our joy. Our routines are solid this way of bright line living, if you're not in that flow, there are some basics that you can do that can get you there. And committing your food is one of them. So having just gone back to the practice myself, I thought I would shoot the weekly vlog on it. That is the weekly vlog. I hope you will take up that challenge of committing your food for a week. And I'll see you next week.